another edition of the Little Bird Podcast. My name is Dan Ledbetter, and with me as always, the founder, CEO, and resident mama bird of Little Bird Marketing, Priscilla McKinney. Good morning, Priscilla. Good morning. How are you, Dan? I am awesome. It's uh, Actually, we're finally getting some weather in Southern California. It oh, actually rained I, for a couple days. And I didn't know they made that out there. You, you know, uh, according to the song, it never rains in Southern California, but apparently over the last few days when it poured, it really did pour. So, oh. Well, you know how it is in California. Once it rains, everybody you know forgets how to drive because there's so much oil built up on the, the road since it never rains. It's I, You know what's so funny? It's like, okay, so we had a rain, and... Every single news channel, it's like, Stormwatch 2014. <laughs> and it's oh like, my you, gosh. you would think it was like Hurricane Katrina down here. It's like people are, are sandbagging. I mean, yes, we do have some mudslides, but they make it out to be this, like, you, you would think that uh, uh, Moses was trying to get his people out of California because <laughs> it's like all these plagues are happening and people yeah. are freaking out and they forget to drive and they run into each other. It's just, it's it's a nightmare down here. I don't well, know. Pretty tough here, but you know, I did have a, an employee a long time ago who would like it when it was snowed here. She would literally call me crying. I'm like, why are you crying? <laughs> <laughs> I, I just cry when it snows. I'm like, oh she, my god, she cries when it snows. <laughs> These are things nobody tells you when you become an entrepreneur. The conversations oh you're going to have to have. No kidding. <laughs> But I digress once again. Did she have a bad experience with a snowman when she was I young? Is that what, no, uh, I don't know. Maybe a snowman killed her dad or something. <laughs> it killed the whole family. <laughs> There's a oh, horror film. I'm writing that down. I'm going to make a million on that. Well, you know what's funny? It Being that it's you know towards the end of the year and everything, and everybody, I wanted to have this conversation with you because I, I think it's, it's appropriate, and it's one of the things that I personally don't do. But New Year's resolutions. Oh, my gosh. I love New Year's resolutions. <sighs> See, I don't, I I don't, love under, them. I don't love understand. Them. I don't understand. Help, <laughs> well, help me let, understand. Let me ask you this. Do you journal? No. Okay. Well, how do you – I mean, it, how could you ever set – a goal if there isn't a constant coming back to it. So I bet you're super frustrated, which is why you don't set them. I bet you've never kept them. Oh, uh, well, I I would say I've kept maybe three out of the 100,000 that I've made. Okay, can I, I I'm, I'm going to pry a little bit. No, go ahead. You're, Not you're what they are so much, but were they things that you thought should be in New, Year, New Year's resolutions or were they things that you truly desired? Oh... That's that's down, a very good question. They sit down with a blank piece of paper and say, "Okay, I got to write some New Year's resolutions." Oh, what are the things I'm supposed to do? Right, 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 right. That's been, that's down, usually been it. Yeah, it's always the ought to. I ought to lose ten pounds. Everybody ought to lose ten pounds. Sure. I mean, come on, <laughs> we're Americans for God's sake. Right, exactly. <laughs> you know, and they they write down things that really, and they don't mean to. It's not to please everybody else or things, but. They're stuck. It's a blank piece of paper. What should I do? Right. And I don't think that you can write down resolutions without getting and in, tapping into really your true desires, core desires. But that sounds that sounds about right. Okay, I'll I'll take that. Because take I that. think there's a big difference between what you want, okay, what you want, and what you desire. Ooh. Okay. I I want to lose ten pounds, but I really desire a closer relationship with my kids. Yes. And so when those things get worked out, I, you know, I only want to lose 10 pounds. I don't really desire to, honestly, right. I'm being honest. And so when I am strapped for time, which we all will be at some point, 
it, you know, what, what falls are the things you want and your desires are the things you'll push through. And you're like, no, I am going to close this, turn this computer off. I'm going to go home because I want to sit and snuggle with my nine-year-old. Right. You know, because that's what I really desire. And I've, then I've broken it down into what does that mean? What does that look like? What are the things I need to do? And so when you really tap into what you really desire, and you're not doing things that just sound like good resolutions, then I think they become very meaningful and powerful. Well, so. I think you're right. I mean, the, in, in thinking back on the resolutions that I kept, I think there was a definite, a definite attitude shift for me. Like, like, I remember distinctly one of the things that I set out to do, and it sounds like, you know, the, the thing everybody wants to do, but I wanted to lose 100 pounds in a year because mm-hmm. I'd, I'd gotten up to, like, 300 pounds, and I just felt horrible and yucky mm-hmm. and... You know, I, I looked like Jabba the Hutt, and it was just terrible. And... <laughs> I wouldn't have said that, but well, you look fantastic <clears throat> now. I'll all right, maybe, maybe, uh, maybe I over exaggerate okay. that a little bit. Yeah, uh, Jabba the Hutt Jr. Let's put it that way. <laughs> and so what I did, I mean, I got up every morning and I was dedicated. It's like I really got focused. I, I'm one of those those Type A people that when I'm on task, it's like I'm on task. Mm-hmm. And I got up every day, 5 o'clock, and I was down at the gym or after work at 5.30. I was down at the gym for a couple hours working out and watching what I ate and was very uh, type A about it. Mm-hmm. And I noticed after I lost the weight, and that's fine, you know, and you fluctuate. You gain a little, you lose a little. And I noticed the next year after that, I said, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to lose 10 pounds. And I, I really didn't have the same um, zeal that I had the, when I when I lost the 100 pounds. It's like, it was more like a maintenance thing. You know how you drive your car and you... Well, the, because it, it's a want. Right. A desire. Right. I want to, and that would be nice, but I'm yes. not going to really do it when the rubber hits the road. Exactly. And that's why well, I think one of the things that I'm going to do this year is I'm going to open up a, uh, a workout facility that mm-hmm. for the first three months of the year, it's going to be a gymnasium. And okay. for the rest of the time, it's going to be a bakery and bar. <laughs> because, That's very pessimistic of you, Dan. Well, I'm just saying. I mean, uh, from what I've seen, uh, I'll actually make a fortune. I'll get a lot of people <laughs> signed up at first, and they'll get burned out, and I'll just come and drink and eat donuts. So it'll work out great. <laughs> well, I don't know if it'll work in California, but... <laughs> no. <laughs> I'll, I'll have to go to, like, the, the Midwest or something. Oh my gosh. Well, I do. I love, love, love New Year's resolutions. And it's that time of year for us. And towards the end of the year, we kind of, when we have a little bit of space open, a little, you know, maybe it gets a little less busy at our shop. I don't know if that'll be the case this year. We'll see. We do Christmas for our clients in about July or August. And so we're, we're worked ahead. So we're really doing plans, new proposals, new campaign ideas and pitches to our clients right now. So it's not always time driven right now. So we have a little bit of room and instead of taking that room and just all leaving, we usually sit down and talk about our own platform, our own reputation online and things like that. But I require every employee to complete and present to the group their new year's goals. Well, well, hold on. Tell me about that. Give me some examples of that. Like how, how does that look? Okay, well, um, everybody does a PowerPoint at our place. Oh, ye old PowerPoint, oh, right? Oh, yes, absolutely. So, which actually, at the end of this podcast, I did write down a couple of things. Uh, we'll talk about goals, and hopefully we'll inspire some people to set some great uh, business goals and, and yes. or marketing goals or personal goals or whatever. But I wrote down four little, like, tools that I use uh, that I think are very helpful and might oh. be helpful to other people. So maybe you could leave with something today and maybe get inspired, Dan. 
Wow, I, I just might. I might just <laughs> open that gymnasium slash bar bakery. Right. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what the steps are you'll have to do to make it a reality. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, we have our holiday par- party. We don't have a Christmas party. We have a New Year's party. Oh, really? We always do it. like Because my thing is everybody's really you know very busy. They've got I, – I really try and respect my employees' time with their families – and, it, you know, it, it's a busy time in December, and I don't want to carve out a Friday night or a Saturday night for everybody to come and do a, a, a company thing sure. when they're, they, they've got their own families that they're wanting to spend quality time with. So we right. always do a New Year's party. Oh, that's and great. so it's something for, to look forward to because who's throwing a party in January? Like, nobody. Right. So, like, the 10th or 12th or something like that, we have a big dinner, and we always call it the same thing. It's insert year, best year ever. Oh, nice. And, I like uh, that. That's really clever. We make an invitation, and we make it ourselves, and we send it to ourselves. <laughs> Which one of my new designers this year said, well, I don't understand this project, Wait, This, but this is for us? I'm like, yes. <laughs> well, Just roll with it, man. I, roll with I mean, it. Seriously, the look on their face was like, well, I don't, I do not, these words that you are speaking, I do not understand. <laughs> I'm like, yes, design something beautiful that we're all going to look at and enjoy and throw away. That's like the basis of art. Right. It's fine. Right. <laughs> It'll be okay. So we just print out invitations and invite each other to this party and have a good time. But I joke around about I give them a PowerPoint, just a template to use, and they can add personal ones if they want to. They don't need to share that with the group. But yeah. I do encourage them to make them themselves. And uh, they have to present it to the group, though. And some of them get funny. And obviously, we're a creative firm, so some of them get completely crazy. So we'll see what they look like this year. Any puppet shows or dioramas or, you know, <laughs> video excerpts or if, if there's a puppet or, show, I don't know. You, I'm just going to say you better YouTube that. Okay. Because I want to see a puppet show at your New Year's party. Yeah. They, they have to present it to everybody. And I call it, you know, your 2015 goals or why I deserve a seat on this bus. Wow. So I want to know what are they made of? What are they, what are they willing to contribute this year? Right. I know what I'm willing to contribute. Right. And I certainly know that I plan on meeting every payroll for the new year. So what are they willing to do? Right. What interesting, what perspective? Step back and don't just do your job right in front of you, but step back and take a look. So uh, what are some of the New Year's resolutions you've made in the past? Oh, gosh. I mean, uh, well, lose weight, number one. And uh, they, they're, the, they're the standard ones, like uh, eat more healthy uh, mm-hmm. get more exercise. Mm-hmm. I don't think I've ever done one like learn a new language or learn, you know, learn something new. It's always been something about changing my physical form. Uh-huh. But that it, you, even just talking about this, you kind of expi- uh, expired me. <laughs> wow. That's powerful. <laughs> yeah. Good night, folks. <laughs> but, uh, you've kind of inspired me to, to really reevaluate that. Um, because I was sitting here going, you know, I it would probably be helpful living in Southern California to learn Spanish. Uh-huh. And I'm sitting here, well, you speak Spanish, so yeah, that's right. You know, it is interesting. Though. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> things like that I think that would help to broaden who I am as a person rather than just taking care of the physical so I can take up space. That, mm-hmm. But maybe think about things that I can actually incorporate into myself mm-hmm. to be a better person. Well, but you, I mean, you're a spiritual person. Do you, do you not make like spiritual goals or no. emotion? You're, you're wife's a counselor. You don't make emotional goals for the year. No, no. You don't make relational goals, things like, you know, with your spouse, with your stepkids? Uh, No, usually it's, I mean, that type of stuff is done in the moment. 
See, yeah, that's, I don't think that, I don't think you end up getting the life that you truly wow. want. You have to carve it out. Wow. Tell me what you do, and maybe I can learn from the things that you do. Okay, so one of my favorite quotes out of the movie Nacho Libre, besides the entire movie, yes. is uh, <laughs> when the kids are, are fighting, and uh, he says, I know that the wrestlers get all of the fancy ladies and the clothes and the fancy creams and lotions. <laughs> <laughs> And I know you're going to say, what does this quote have to do with goals? No, I was waiting for it. I was okay, waiting. Okay, okay. But you know what? My friends joke around with me all the time. Every year, New Year, one of my goals that will be on the list every time is to not purchase a cream or lotion until every one in my drawer has been used up. Wow. Think about how many creams and lotions, candles and face stuff and beauty products your right. wife has. Right. How many little jars, how many all this kind of stuff. You know that's, you're absolutely correct. Okay, well, when the new year rolls around, I'm not allowed to purchase one until everything of that is used up. Wow. And, you know, you think, it's like, well, that's dumb. Why is that? But when I really got at the core of my desires, the life I want to carve out and what I call alignment, right. having that many things and, and duplicate purchases and right. three different types of eye cream and four different, you know, lotions for my feet... That's actually out of alignment with my life. That is too complicated. Huh. It's too much stuff to manage. It's, right. it, it makes my my bathroom cluttered, which gets me started in a bad mood in the day. You know, right. there's all these things that I know it seems like such a dumb thing, but it is out of alignment with the life that I want to lead. Wow. Which is simplified. Things have a place. It's not type A or anything. I mean, I have, you know, buy what you want and enjoy it and have it be nice. But I'm like, I don't want to be searching for something in the morning. You know, I right. want to be able to have it together. You know, like I had a conversation. I, I'm, I'm in my office this morning. Everybody's asleep. I'm reading and I hear a voice from the top of the stairs. Mom, mom, come here. And I, it's my six-year-old. And I'm thinking, oh, pumpkin, he's at the top of the stairs, disoriented. Right. So I go up there. I'm like, what, honey? How old do I have to be to have a girlfriend? <laughs> That's my morning this morning, and I'm. I know it, it, what's funny about it though. If I complicate my life, yes, I can't be present for those moments. That's true. That's very true. And so when my daughter comes down and she wants me to do her hair in the morning, I mean, if I if I can't find this stupid thing, then I get in a bad mood. Then I'm not talking to her the right way. And then you know right. it's all these things. And instead, if it were just simplified, and so then you say, okay, if that's the big desire, I want to be present for my kids. What does that mean? What are all the steps you have to take in order to be present? What are the things? You, this mm. is what you have to ask. What gets in the way? Yeah, that makes that makes absolute sense because it's really not about the doing; it's about the being. Right. And so okay. people joke around with me all the time, my, my, my girlfriend Alicia especially, about, I'll, she's like, oh, what'd you do this week? And I'm like, oh, I cleaned out my closet. She's like, oh my gosh, you always clean out your closet. And it's so funny. I, I didn't really realize it until she finally repeated me back to me. But, you know, I probably clean my closet out eight times a year, nine times. Like, do you really? Cleaning. Yeah, like just get it out. I need it to be really easy. That's how my morning becomes easy. That's how I set my day. That's, I cannot have, and, and we live a fast-paced life, so it gets cluttered pretty fast and, right. and things like that. And I just, I've got to get rid of stuff. I've not worn that. Goodbye. You know, and I, I'm a constant wow. urger. But then I like, it's going to make it sound like I'm a type A personality. And the funny thing is I'm, I'm not. 
But like I have my shirts, my my good work shirts, you know, they're right. in rainbow order. Because, Are they really? Wow. Yeah, because when I'm looking and just going, hey, oh, where is that pink shirt that I wanted? Instead of having to flip through everything, it's like it's right here in this little section. And it literally takes just as long to put it there than it would to put it just on the end. Yeah. And so I know this is crazy stuff. And believe me, I'm not this uber organized type A personality. It's just I've noticed that those are the little things that make my home life better and make me in a better mood, which is what I want. To me, that's an emotional and a relational goal, which involves me not buying a lotion. And so when I'm there at the store and I'm like, they always get me, it's, you know, these these damn marketers, they get me (laughs) on a a beautiful package, you know, and I'm like, oh, that is so cool. I love that. And I love coconut with this. I'm like... Nope, because that then becomes, no, I am now saying yes to this new packaging that now I have to take care of and move around 18 mm. times this year. And I and the time that it's going to take me to move it around and find it in, in this year, that's the time I could be spending with my kids. Wow. So when I, wow. when I say yes to this lotion, I'm saying I got to imagine one of my kids' faces. And me saying, no, I can't do that right now. I've got to go find this lotion. (laughs) Right. Okay, so that's a very simple little thing. But I think almost because it's so ridiculous, you can understand what my thought process is. Absolutely. And I think that's brilliant, though, because if you put it in the larger scheme, Right. It's not so much about, you know, like we said before, it's not about the doing, it's about the way of being that you want to accomplish. And by being with your kids, everything else that is superfluous or auxiliary just gets in the way of you being there for your right. children. Right. And I I'll, take, I'll take being over achieving any day. Yeah. Well, now tell me how this relates to your business. Like, how does oh, how does this work? Like, I want to I want to get down to the nitty gritty here. OK, so well, what... like, for example, I mean, you think about what what are we trying to do? You know, I'm I'm trying to build a platform. Right. So let me just take that idea real quick and then we can back up. But that idea okay. of like, you know, friend, you know, people in the industry, friends or business friends, acquaintances ask you for favors all the time. Right. Of course. And I have to ask myself. Is this in alignment with my values, with my goals, with the kind of business life that I want to carve out? I don't want to make the criteria, is this easy and quick for me to get done? I want the criteria to be, is this in alignment with my values? Oh. So sometimes what is difficult about it is that sometimes someone asks me to do a big favor that's very expensive for me to accomplish in-house But it is so in alignment with my values that I say yes. Oh, okay. Sometimes people ask me something that literally would take me 10 minutes, but it's not in alignment with my values. You know, it's not going to carve out any kind of a business life that I want to have. And while it may be easy for me to do and not cost me something, I have to say no. Now, do you have an example that you can use? Uh, well, that, that yeah. Wouldn't yeah, okay. get anyone in trouble or cause no, no, any no, federal so. uh, authorities? Okay, so just recently, a, a, a business friend of mine wants to do a big marketing thing, really can't afford the big marketing thing, wants to trade out pieces of it, right? Okay. So, you know, you would think, okay, that's, you know, for me, it's internal costs, it's her, you know, it, it's internal costs to her. But the thing that she wants to offer is not something that I need, Okay. Yeah. It would be superfluous to to me, to my life, and things like that. It would get in the way. It would get in the way. Okay. And would it be free? Yes. Well, was it free? No, it's a trade. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you Nothing's know? ever free. And so free. from her perspective, it's like, oh, that'd be so good for you. You can have this. Well, but I didn't really desire that thing. I might want it. Like, oh, yeah, that'd be right. nice. But I don't really desire that. And so 
for me, also the other side of it, what's not in alignment is I don't desire to build relationships um, that aren't a fair trade. And by fair trade, I don't mean like, believe me, she'd be giving me as much of her stuff as I would be giving her. And so I don't mean that like as if she's not right. offering something fair to me. What I mean fair is that it needs to hit desire to desire, right? Okay. It has sure. to be as meaningful. That's that's of monetary value equal to what I would be providing to you. But it's not of it's not the fodder that I need to really, you know, uh carve out this business life. You know, it that's not one of the things that I am looking for that I'm lacking to go yeah. forward. It's just a little bonus on top. Right, 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 right. And so it's not, it lacks the total meaning. On the other hand, I had uh, some some business acquaintances, good friends that came to me. I'd done work with them in the past. They've always been very fair to me in the past. In fact, gave me a lot of chances when I was, you know, newer in business. And they came to me. Now they work at a not-for-profit organization in a cause that I truly believe in. And they came to me at a time I was very strapped for time, for cash flow, everything. Mm -hmm. and wanted me to do a video for their fundraiser evening and invitations and this and this right, and this right. and, and sponsor this table and whatever, you know, and just, and certainly not insistent and very beautiful people, but like here are the opportunities, Priscilla. Is it in alignment with who I am and what I want to do? Yes, on a couple of things. First of all, everybody can put something in front of me that's in alignment with giving that I want to do, you know. There are some causes that are just not my causes, right? Right. Um, but these, if people know me just a little bit, they know what to put in front of me. And I, I have a very difficult time saying no. Mm. And in fact, I shouldn't if it is, like I said, in alignment with me. So they asked me to do these things. And it was difficult for me. And I did it, though, because of two things, not only because of the cause, but honestly, because what would it would put in alignment for me is that I believe that those people paid it forward with me during a difficult time in my business. Mm. And I believe in being the kind of person who will reciprocate. Gotcha. And now so, I see what you're saying. Despite sure. the fact that that was very difficult, I had to go back, Priscilla, what are your actual values? Your values are to create meaningful relationships, not just to take from business relationships, but to find out when, when you get called on to give, then you need to give. Right. And those right. people gave to me in the past, in their time. They helped me build my reputation. They said great things about me in the business community. And so for me, it wasn't an option. I had to figure out what it was I could do. Right. 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 So that's what I mean by, to me, I'm more about more in alignment. What's in alignment with my actual goals of what's the, what do I want said about Little Bird Marketing and how we interact with people and and so when, when those difficult questions come up, is that in alignment with my goals? Is that in alignment with my values? Is that in alignment with the reality of my workflow right now? Right. And right. Are, can any of those give a little bit? So, mm. I mean, that's a, there's an example for you. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, that's amazing. And I, I want to go back for a second to when you said that when you sit down, you, you have your short day with your employees and they have to actually come out with some goals. And I loved what you said about what, what are you bringing to the table? I mean, when, when you first said that, it's like, I go, well, I'm, I do the job that you're hiring me to do. But I love how it's more than that. It's mm -hmm. like, what are you bringing to enrich the, the ecosystem of the company? Mm -hmm. what, are, what are you doing to enrich you as a person that will in turn benefit the company, which will in turn benefit our client? I love that whole way of thinking. How did you come to that point to where you started instilling this or implementing that? Because I think it's brilliant, and I think a lot of other places should do it as well. 
Well, I wish I were the genius behind that. Here's my MO. Hire people who are smarter than you. Oh, all right. There you go. (laughs) Brett Baker from Trust Point Management out of Springfield, Missouri. He is a Sandler trainer. Yeah. And he's been my business coach for years. And I mean, this guy's awesome. And it's not awesome in the way like, oh, here are the tools and here. Yeah, he's told me interesting things and here's tips and tricks and, you know, but it's not this idea of let me import this information into you and now you regurgitate it and this is the structure by which you operate your company. He, as a person, is very much more focused on being rather than achieving as well. And I, I could feel it being around him when I first started working with him. And I want, I looked at that and I'm like, I want to feel like that. He made me feel a certain way when I would leave and I'd been around him and talked business with him and I would walk away and I thought, gosh, I feel like my thoughts are important and my goals are meaningful. And I felt that it's this idea, like he left me with this sense of worthiness. Right. And I, maybe that is a crazy conversation to have in business, but to me, that's in alignment with my values. Yeah. And treating people a certain way. And it doesn't mean that you can't be, you know, tough. I have right. to be tough a lot. Sure. And and then on top of it, you know, I'm a woman in a man's world. Let me tell you, the marketing industry is a yes. man's world. I, it, it just just look at my life. Any given day in the spring or summer, I'm out golfing. Is there Are there any other women with us? No, it's me. Wow. Who's out at business meetings? Me and a bunch of men. Who's out uh, drinking right. at this conference? Me and a bunch of men. Well, I mean, it's right. just every time I'm pitching in a meeting, here I am, click, 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 walking in my heels. It's a whole board of bank presidents. Okay, start your pitch. Everywhere right. I go, and obviously, <laughs> not acting like as if there are no women in the world, but my life, day in and day out, is very much constantly around men. Yeah. And so I, I do have to be tough, and I, but I believe that my toughness comes from that genuine knowing of what I stand for, what are the things that are going to happen at my work that are, will keep me in alignment. And I had a tough year this year. I let a lot of people go at my, at my shop, right. and that really came down to alignment. You know, so I think it's one of those things that guides you. And so we talk about how does this relate to actual New Year's goals? Well, I think it relates a lot. (laughs) It's what did you put down and writing them down at the beginning of the year is not good enough. What you have to do is you have to revisit them quarterly. You have to talk. Mm. You have to start making them a part of conversation. You have to let certain people into your accountability circle. This is what I'm trying to achieve. Please hold me to that. Right. You know, this is what I set out to do. Make sure that I can do that. So here's the interesting thing. I didn't want to do trade with, you know, one person. I did do trade with another client this year. And you'll crack up because this is kind of unlike me too. I did trade for a personal trainer. What? She came in and she wanted some marketing and everything, kind of a smaller shop in town, awesome lady. And I was talking with her, but I I do want to get back in shape. That's one of my, probably beyond my New Year's, but something this year, you know, after having all my kids, I was in the best shape between my two boys. And I'm like, man, look at those guns. I look at these pictures. I have like little ripped arms, you know? (laughs) And I just love being strong like that. Weightlifting to me, I just love it, you know? And that's, I'm like, okay, that... And so when she wanted, you know, to do some other work and she was like, oh, that's really, you know, I really want to do this, but I can't. I'm like, hey, I propose this trade because it's truly something I desire. And it would be hard. And actually, I wanted to say no, because it would be very difficult for me. Right. Because, you know, that's me finally committing to 
stopping working and going, you know, it just anybody knows it's like if you want those kinds of results, you got to be gone two and three days a week. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. So I, so it's not this idea of saying no or being tough or, you know, turning stuff down. It's about saying yes to the things you want to say yes to truly and saying no to the things you truly don't want to do and yeah. are not going to, you know, further, you know, your goals. Right. Wow, so, that's really amazing. That's a that's a such a great mindset. And I mean, well, I mean, if you look back and and look at the success of your company, I'm I'm sure that that has a huge part to play in it. I think so. I journal almost every day. I believe in disciplines, but I'm also people who know me closely. I'm also very spontaneous. I'm very, I don't know, how would you describe me? Loosey-goosey. I'm very, you know, in the moment. Um, and Yeah, I would say in the moment. I wouldn't say, I wouldn't say loosey-goosey. I mean, because that sounds chaotic. Right. I, I would say you're, yeah, you're more, I, I think you're more uh, fluid and spontaneous. Mm -hmm. And that, I, and that I think can help you in any business environment just because you, you're able to morph and adapt to a situation. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's like you don't have to be so rigid that if things aren't going the way you would prefer, mm -hmm. that it throws you off track. It's like you can adjust. Yeah, and you say, oh, that's interesting. Okay, we're going this direction. But I think that I can do that for a couple of reasons because, number one, I have a lot closed a lot of what I call circles in my life. Because right. I have these things closed, and that's why I say I can't buy any more lotions because to me, like having too much stuff in my bathroom drawer, is a, it starts opening the circle. Circle gets mm. bigger and bigger, and there's a gap. There's a gap. And I just, what I need to do is enforce some things sometimes in my life to close the circle, right? Gotcha. And I know that seems like it doesn't relate, but in the moment, why? when things are all going wonky and I can stay present and be in the moment and move fluidly with something, that's because I'm not thinking about my ding-ding bathroom drawer. The, yeah. more I, the more that I just do these little things that I've, it's taken me years to find what are those things that are meaningful to me that, that order my day. Right. Like putting my clothes in order, like only letting my bathroom drawer get so bad. December is always the worst month for my bathroom drawer. And then by January, it's it, and actually it's not by January. It's about, you know, Mark, because I can't buy anything for a while. So it's like right. March and April when it really is ah, amazing. You know? Yes. Well, <laughs> but, you know, what's funny. Uh, getting back. I want to touch on something here because you you said this and it's stuck in the back of my head. That and I'm talking too much about my bathroom drawer. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's totally fine because I, that makes me just go, wow, I really need to organize my bathroom drawer too. <laughs> but you were talking about how you have all of your clothes organized by color mm -hmm. in your closet. It reminded me of someone asked Albert Einstein that he was getting in his closet and they noticed he had seven exact same suits uh -huh. and they looked at him and they go, well, they didn't say dude, but they're like, dude, what's up with that? And he said, look, I don't want to have to extend any brain activity to something as superfluous as picking out what I'm going to wear that day. Absolutely. It's like, if I have the same thing, I pick it out and I move on and I can right. use that, that energy towards something else. And I, Absolutely. I think, I think that's so interesting how this whole idea of uncluttering and mm -hmm. of paring down that you've been talking about. Mm -hmm. And I, I can't help but think how that has spilled over into your business. And it's like, like you were saying, it's like, you know, it's, it's about the end goal. It's not about the, the in the moment, maybe the monetary game, but it's mm -hmm. like, does this align with the vision of my company? Well, I think and, actually, if I can go back, I, it was interesting to me, when that happened, I think that really was a big turning point and really solidified for me when we had the fire. When, wow. when our office burned down, there was a stack of papers on my desk, I would say 
about five or six inches tall. Okay. And kind of how I always operate is, you know, I may have, if it's in my inbox, it means I really need to look at it. It's actually a to-do list, right? Right. Otherwise I archive. And, um, and then things that I just didn't want sitting in my inbox, but they're not that pressing, but they do need to get done someday. Right. They get printed out and they got put on this pile, right? Or things that somebody handed me that was reference or, you know, anything like that. So I have this big pile, but I'm telling you, it weighed on me. It was when I'd be in a meeting pitching somewhere, it's like, oh, this reality, I didn't realize how much it was weighing on me. Wow. This reality of things that happened and but they were so important. It was just like, it was this constant list of stuff that was not getting done. Right. And, you know, when the place burned down, because those pieces of paper were were not referenced anywhere else, I don't know what was in it. And I've never had a more freeing day than the day I walked into my new office and six inches of bull crap was not waiting for me. Wow. wow. And it made me realize that the things that we tell ourselves, the internal dialogue, oh, this is important, I need to get this done. Now, literally, it gets, quote unquote, stressful at my work when that pile gets to be about a half of an inch and that tells me start delegating or throw it away this i'm never going to do this or i'm never going to get to it or it's not meaningful this isn't i put it here i didn't if if it were in alignment and meaningful to me i would have done it the moment it hit my desk right so the fact that i've sat it there for that long what does that tell me so it's not meaningful me just pull off the band-aid just acknowledge it for what it is. It's not important. And it doesn't mean that you're not a good person because you're not going to do that thing. Just make your decision and make it in alignment with who you are and what your day looks like and what you can accomplish and throw it away. And I just heard Chantal Perriot from Emerging Women say this quote at our conference. I don't know if she got it from somewhere else, but she said, you know, women so often underestimate, uh, no, no, overestimate what they can do in the short term and they underestimate what they can do in the long term. And that totally resonates with me. It's like, do not do the emergency little piece task here and avoid your big year goals for your company. Right. Because if you are not careful, if you are not revisiting those and if you, or if you, or if you don't make them meaningful to begin with, you are going to end up 12 months later because we all know time marches on you're in December and this is your company and this is the way you've made it. Wow. And so I kind of think, okay, I know this is a small task in front of me, but I need to have a life on my desk, just like my bathroom drawer in my closet. That needs to be a life that frees me up to do what I truly think is meaningful. If Mm. I had six inches of stack of stuff there and these people called me and said, we really need you to do this video to help us feed children Oh, I can. I've got this stack of stuff. Really? Right. That's so, you know, to me, setting goals is about really delving into what you truly want to not accomplish, but what do you want to be? What kind of life do you want to have? How easy do you want to make it for yourself to make a decision later on? You're going to be in a difficult decision. And if you did not line it out and state the actual vision and goals of the company, that decision is that much harder. Whereas if you yes. can come back and just say, hey, let's let's evaluate it just based on my own set of values. You know what? Sorry, that's not a fit. And that really helps people get away from doing what they ought to do 
or in the case of many women, people pleasing. Right. And instead, be true to your goals and your values. And in that way, yes, of course, you accomplish things then. But I think what's more important is who you become in that accomplishing. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, to get back to the goals, so everybody has to do them at our place. And, you know, my, my business coach also talks about, you know, having smart goals, which is pretty, you know, a pretty popular thing out there. Actually, it's, you know, um, you know, he didn't create that, um, but it's smart. Is it specific? Is it measurable? Is it assignable? God, I love that one. Uh, is it assignable? Is it realistic? Or it, and is it time related? So I don't let someone say, you know, I want to improve my relationship, you know, with my brother. Mm, no, okay. you have to say, I'm going to call my brother two times this year, go and plan a trip for us in June, which means I need to call him in January, buy the tickets in February, you know, do the schedule in March, you know, whatever it is. Right, right. What are the specifics about it? Don't say, I want to be a regionally recognized leader in our industry. <laughs> Yeah, right. Yeah, that's so, so that's so I... general and vague. It's like that could be anything. Yeah. So and those are really simple. But, you know, everybody can look at that and kind of figure that one out. But what I think is interesting is when you talk about business, what is meaningful? You know, people make goals about market share. Right. Well, is that meaningful to your company? That may or may not be. Like, for example, for me, market share is really not that important. What would be more meaningful to me would be maybe a wish list. There are a couple mm. of key clients that we want to work with that would be reputation builders right. that would give us a leg up. We won one of those this year. I have every year I start with a list of 20 clients I want to work for. It's much better than just sitting around hoping these people call you. Right. Absolutely. And so we have a wish list and I share it with friends. I make it very public. I will call the company and say, you're on our wish list. And they're like, well, what is that? We want to work with you. <laughs> and then we develop a strategy. This year we did one that was bird cages. We actually sent bird cages, huge bird cages, <laughs> to these 20 companies that we want to work with. And we're working with several of them right now. Wow. So we had a whole, you know, just like a whole strategy, a campaign that went around them. I don't need to get into that. But that's sure. my thing is what's meaningful to you? Is market share meaningful? Or is or so if it's not, okay, what is? What's what how do you want to be judged? I want to maybe judge mine how much of my wish list, not to me, it's not how many of my wish list I'm working for. My goal is to contact each one of the like do a meaningful reach out to each one on my wish list because I cannot be responsible for their reaction. Right. Those are forces right. way beyond me. There are things going on in other companies. All I want to be held responsible for are my actions. And that is comes directly from my sales coach. Do not put pressure on people. Do not put pressure on yourself. Put pressure on your system. Hmm. Just work okay. your system, right? So right. I create this system. And then at the end of the day, I can feel so good. What if I get none of those 20 clients, but I accomplish something because I stayed in alignment with my values. My, my goals were to reach out to each one and make it obvious and make a good play for them, present myself to them. And if I accomplish that, I win. Right. So then other people have sales goals. And obviously, and that gets very complicated with manage, managing a lot of other people. I'm the only person who sells on my team. And I'm a selling president. So that goal, again, is not as meaningful to me. For me, it would be more like when, you know, where is my time carved out on my calendar 
for mm-hmm. selling. And so I set on my calendar, and, and this is another thing we talk about intention, the, the difference between desire and want. Right. When my husband and I wanted to buy a sailboat, <laughs> I put this on my calendar for probably three years. Every time in green on my calendar, those were my sales calls, right? Mm-hmm. Instead of putting on it sales calls, I put sailboat time. Oh, interesting. And so every time I would get to my calendar, you know, and it was saying, okay, it's, you know, today you're carved out from 12 to, you know, one thirty to make phone calls. Right. No, I was doing sailboat time. That's what I was doing. Wow. You know, because that, that is in alignment with my goals. It taps into the desire I had to have a sailboat and be on it with my family. And as I was making those calls, when you're a salesperson and the, the phone, you know, the telephone looks like it weighs 500 pounds, and you couldn't possibly pick it up. Right. You know, instead, you can be like, oh, I cannot wait to get on that sailboat. Pick it up. Mm. Dial, dial. Hey, what are you doing? You know, you're so excited because you're really tapping into your main desire. Right. So, and that enthusiasm behind it really does help drive it. Absolutely. You know why you're doing it. Right. Not just doing it. That's why people hate New Year's resolutions because they set stupid crap that they don't really want to do. Well, now that brings me to this point because I've been waiting very patiently this whole time. And now I want to hear, <laughs> I want to hear the four tools that'll help me uh, get to this point. Okay. So you've been, you've been teasing about that since the very start. And now I, now I want you to pay up. Okay. So, you know, we, we use uh, what I refer to as yield PowerPoint <laughs> because okay. it's, it's easy, but I, I do have a outline and actually I'll post it to, I'll post it to Facebook today. Okay. So, and I'll give a little freebie there. I'll give our outline so you can find that um, on our Facebook page and I'll post it to my LinkedIn page as well. But Excellent. a really cool thing I found HubSpot, which is a great resource for a lot of marketing. I'll give them a shout out, but they have like, they do freebies here and there. They're really great about that kind of stuff, but they have a lot of uh, PowerPoint um uh, what do you call it? Templates. Templates that right. are actually pretty cool. And instead of you know, is the goal for you to make something really good looking? No, the goal is for you to get the real meat on it, right? But it's so much more fun when it looks cool. And yeah, I mean, well, it it gives it more personality. Yeah, exactly. So I'd say go take a look at HubSpot to their website, and you'll find a lot of interesting little tools that you could use. And 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 also, it just saves you that time. You can make it look cool, really short. Um. The other thing I love and we use all the time is a Gantt chart. That's yeah. um, G-A-N-T-T. Do you use those? I don't. That's like, um, you, you know what they are? I've heard of them, yes. Well, they're... Give, give a uh, thumbnail. Okay, so like if you have a project, say you want to launch the website, right? So that's the big project. And how long is that going to take? Okay, January through June, whatever it is, right? Well, what are all the tasks that you need to do? And what you can do is you pull over basically like tabs, like length of time, and they stretch out. So... If you say, gosh, how long is it going to take us to, you know, to launch this website? Well, I don't hear, get all the tasks together. And he's like, okay, so you get each piece and you start assigning. Well, do these things happen? Are they overlapping? Do they happen at the same time? Right. And so it starts like creating this chart. Oh, well, this is the day that you're creating the graphics for the buttons. Okay, this is the day you're creating this. This is the day you're writing the copy for this page. This is the day you're writing the copy for that page. Well, they could be overlapping because you could be assigning them to different people. Right. So it basically takes all the tasks and it puts them on a time, like an interactive timeline so that, you know, like like, for example, when people go to a trade show, we use them a lot. What happens three weeks before the trade show? What when we're going to order the stupid pens? You know, we don't order. Right. But 
Um, you know, when are we going to send a pre, like a, you know, a little teaser to the people who are coming so they come visit our booth? When, you know, what are we going to do with this? When are we going to post Facebook? When are we going to, you know, all those things that go with it. And it puts it on this interactive, like, timeline. And a, a tool uh, that you can use that's free, uh, you can check out smartsheet.com. They have a free Gantt report. You can just try it out. See if you like it. See if it's meaningful wow. to you. I'm a big fan, and we had Stella from Trello on, and Trello is still my absolute favorite project management uh, software. Right. They have a free version that is very, very, very robust, and it just helps you arrange your life. And even yeah. now, I put all of my sales leads in there as well. When I'm touching you know, someone, who we put our wish list each year in there. And that way I can just keep track of all the data without having to have six inches of, you know, stuff on my desk. Yes. (laughs) The last one I'll mention is kind of an off, you know, off the wall one, but don't underestimate Etsy. You know, there's some interesting business things that are out there. And I found, yeah, it was really interesting because um, somebody sent to me, uh, my sister actually sent to me a really cool social media and blog organizer that someone on Etsy had made, a graphic designer had made, and it was so cute looking. And I say really? it's the word cute, really. But, you know, sometimes having things be special, you know, help you look forward to doing them. Right. And it was very organized very well, but, you know, there are a lot of little interesting tips and tools and organizational things, and, you know, it was this downloadable so she, you know, bought it and downloaded it, and it was just like so exciting. So you want to launch a blog? Here are all the steps, and it, you know, all the places you could write things and how to organize it. And it was basically something that went into a binder. Wow! I thought it was super clever, super clever. So I thought I'd share that with people. I mean, for us, we can design this stuff. So, you know, but I thought, man, that is so great for someone who doesn't have a designer on staff. <laughs> that's <laughs> you know, that's really amazing. Now, see, I I would never have thought of Etsy as a mm-hmm as a place for a business resource. I mean, you know, if I wanted a crocheted cat sweater, yes, I'd go to Etsy, but <laughs> not, not for anything Etsy business. You haven't seen Etsy in a long time if you think Apparently you're going to get a crocheted cat sweater. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, I'll end by saying, you know, what is meaningful to us this year? And we'd, I'd love to talk a little bit next time about some of our actual goals and hopefully they resonate with people. But, you know, we continue this next year to build our platform from which to speak, from which to, you know, be seen as experts. And some of that involves reputation building. And so my question to everybody is, what is meaningful to you? Hmm. Start writing some goals around, you know, and and don't start with goals. Start with meaning. Start with why. Start with, you know, true desires, not not what you think everybody else wants you to accomplish. But try and tap into what you would like, you know, your work life, your company, your own personal life to look like next year. And just just live in those for a minute. Live in those desires and, and, and see where that takes you. Well, th- Priscilla, thank you so much for this. This conversation has been absolutely uh, enlightening and clarifying. Have I, I, mean, have I convinced you to set some goals? I'm, I'm going to go start a paper route right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Well, California is a good place to do that because I did a paper route in Colorado, and let me tell you, it was (laughs) brutal. You definitely don't want to have a paper route there. Yeah. But this has been so so enlightening for me. I mean, to really, you know, because for the longest time, I always thought of a New Year's resolution as something you do instead of it being a pathway to how you want to be. Yeah. 
And, and I think that's so brilliant, and that really does put it into a different perspective that I think a lot of people can get behind. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, And, of course, listeners, we want to hear about what your dreams and desires are and what you can actually do to get to them. So we'd always love to hear some feedback from you. You've always got our Facebook page that you can leave a comment on, the Little Bird website, and, of course, wherever you downloaded this podcast from. So on behalf of the Little Bird Marketing Company, the home of cage-free thinking, this is Dan Ledbetter along with Priscilla McKinney saying have a great day. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.